Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. We're coming to you live from Dory's dead ankle. Guys, this Ugh. is uh, she's in her office. I'm in my office. Why? Because I didn't want to carry her outside <laughs> across some muddy terrain and potentially also sprain my ankle. That would be bad. That's right. Anyone who's picked up on context clues, Dory's ankle has been sprained slash who knows. Could be broken. We don't know. Uh. My money's on sprained. I'm I'm really hoping it's just a sprain. Oh, you would have passed out from the pain if it was broken. I mean, I Look. guess, but like Kate broke her hand and my our friend Danielle broke her foot and they didn't like pass out from the pain. They're both much tougher than you. Oh, okay. I yeah. See. I mean, interesting. Look, I'd take them both in a fight. Wow. I guess, well, yeah. you know, my team beat Kate's team in Tug of war. Well, what do you have to show that's for? That's not it? the not a broken that's not ankle. The she, it's not the round she broke her hand in. Well, probably you weakened it sufficiently. Yeah, I probably did I probably to break did. it. Yeah. So I take yeah. back what I said. I take you in a okay. fight now. Thank you. Um, where are we in this whole excellent adventure podcast? I don't remember. Well, we what recorded we last very talked about. early. Did we, we record last? Very... Didn't we record last week? No, we recorded before we left for Palm Springs, but we posted it on Sunday. Remember on Sunday when we were in Palm Springs, I was like, we got to post the podcast. And you were like, oh, yeah. Yes. But there wasn't another week between then and now. Time. We had that week off. Is moving slow for me. We had that week off. Oh, so what do we do? Catch everybody up on everything? What last was happening, everyone? What was Henry last Um, doing? Who knows? I mean, Henry got really sick. I think we talked about that. Yes, he got um, sick and 
got better right before Palm Springs. Yeah. And then we made uh we made sure that uh he you know was ready for what would be described by many as uh, the life of a retiree. <laughs> he had he had a really good time in Palm Springs. He did. We were in a we rented a house that had a heated pool. So he went swimming, which he loved. Loved. There was a putting green, which he loved. Mm, liked. He liked. He loved the putting green. I liked the putting green. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he got to go to the park a bunch. Apparently he had a great time at the zoo. He loved the zoo. I was busy on the links. During zoo time. We also went for we went for a hike that I think was a little too intense for him. He did the second half of it on Saba's shoulders. But Oh, just like when we went to the top of the mountain and then he walked down fine, but then when yes. he walked up, he was like <laughs> get on Dita's shoulders. Yeah. Well. We did the Palm Springs tram, which takes you to the top of a mountain that has snow, very beautiful views. Eleven thousand feet elevation. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty wild. Um, that's that's very high. Yeah, it really felt very high too. Well, I mean, like as we were going up to go from like California to snow, it was it was pretty substantially different in ten minutes. Yeah, it was cool though. I would recommend everybody get there early and do it. Uh, otherwise. I don't know what else is. What else is doing out there? Well, Bo is still sort of not totally himself. I would say. Oh yeah, so we had a crazy day <laughs> this past week. It's, that's why it's been a long couple of. It's been a long while. Uh, there was a day this week. What was it? Tuesday? Tuesday? Yeah, it was Tuesday. It was the day after we got back from Palm Springs. Yeah, so the day after we got back from Palm Springs, Dory was asleep, and I got Henry out of bed, and he was, like, fine, you know, wanted his typical raisin toast. And then he, I changed his diaper, and he kept pointing at his, he kept feeling his, like, left groin and like, like, like he was in pain, and I was like, "Oh, did I put the diaper on too tight, bud? Let me, let me, you know, let me fix it." And then I put it up on the changing table. I loosened the diaper. I was like, "Is that better?" He's like, "Yeah." And then he seemed okay, but then he felt that area again, and like doubled over in pain, like crying. And I was like, "Oh God, what is going on?" I grabbed him. Picked him up, and I went into Dory, and I said, we got a problem here. Henry's not doing great. And he kept kept acting like a very old man who was having some problems internally. So I was just like, oh, God, I don't want this to be like appendicitis or something where, like, his appendix bursts. Sure, the appendix is on the other side, but, you know, better safe than sorry with a toddler or anybody, really. So Dory called the doctor, and we took him in to his pediatrician and they prescribed him nothing what would they do there because i was waiting in the car they said um they said we should give him tylenol Mm -hmm. and they said if the tylenol didn't help or he threw up or he had mucus in his poop right that we needed to take classic poop mucus yeah, that we needed to take him to the ER. Okay. And when we got back... Uh, we gave him Tylenol. Gave him Tylenol. And then about an hour and, later... I mean, and I would say within like 20 minutes. Within 20, 20 to 25 minutes, he was fine. Totally like, himself. Totally. Having a great time. So we've deduced that it was probably gas... Poor kid. 
you know, we've all had gas attacks. We don't know what's happening. We think we're dying. Something inside is going to blow up. Um, and this is what happened to Henry. So then, uh, after that, I had a couple other things to do that day. And then we had to take Bo into the emergency room. I don't remember why. Well, because I had left a message for his vet the day before, because when we picked him up from boarding, because we boarded him when we were away, they yeah. said they had called us because he had thrown up. Right. And, but they were like, you know, he seems fine now, but you know, we'll keep an eye on him. Um, and then when I picked him up, they were like, oh, by the way, there was like some blood in his throw up. And I was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. So yeah. I called his vet, alarming, left a message, and they finally called me back the next day. And they were like, he needs to be seen immediately. Like he needs, you know, imaging or whatever. And I was like, oh my God. At this point, it's like 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. And I'm like, and they're like, we can't take him today. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so I call the emergency vet that's closest to us, and they're like, well, we have a six to eight hour wait right now. Right. And I was like, okay, well, that's not going to work for us. <laughs> so I called the VCA in West LA, which is another place that has like 24 hour emergency services that also just happens to be where he goes for behavioral stuff. Right. Um, so I called them and I said, you know, I explained what had happened and they said, okay, well, that's a level one. So, you know, he'll be seen quickly. And I was like, okay. So we took it. And I have to say for like emergency medicine, he was seen relatively quickly. Yeah. Within, he was seen within an hour. Yeah. Two yeah. hours. I mean, an hour. Within an hour. Cause we got there and then. I think I feel like I got there at like five, right? Yeah. Yes, because I because I asked Hillary to stay, so right. we could both take him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we got there, and then we were coming back. We got home by like seven. Well, the when the doctor finally, you know, we we kind of dealt with everything with the doctor, and she was like, "It's going to be at least two hours." Because um, you guys to, can wait. They but- had to put him under. Yeah, they had to put him under to do the x-rays and to, like, take his... And I explained that, like, taking his blood was kind of difficult. Um, and she was like, oh, thank you for telling me that. And mm. like that. So the TLDR of that was that they didn't find anything. <laughs> the TLDR of that was every... You know, the scan-wise, he was healthy. There was some foreign... There's some foreign material in his stomach, which I think which is paper towels. paper towel. Um... And they gave us some prescriptions for him, uh, medicine-wise. Of course, that's what a prescription is, Matt. Why are you specifying? Uh, <laughs> that we have to, you know, feed him. But, like... Their best guess was that it's heartburn. Yes. Which, he's old. I get it. Heartburn's a thing. But, um... It's, it's, he hasn't quite... He hasn't quite... You know, what was funny is like when I when we when I went to get him to go to the vet, he like immediately jumped up and hopped over the couch, like jumped four feet over the couch, like because he saw his leash and he was like, "I'm good to go. Let's do this." And then we took him to the doctor, and they had to, you know, it was like such like a day because like we had had Henry, <laughs> we needed emergency medicine for both children that day. Mm-hmm. Many hours apart, um, and when they put Bo under, they were like, "It's gonna take a couple hours. You might as well go home." So I took Dory home, and then when they called back, uh, I went to go get him, and um, yeah, he's sort of—I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. He seems okay. He hasn't, but he, his vet had told us to switch his food. He doesn't really seem to like his new food. Well, it's funny because this food looks different than the other food. The other food didn't seem to be shaped like this. Well, they gave us prescription food, and they said, when you're done with the prescription food, get him regular old science diet. Yeah. So 
he was completely refusing to eat the prescription food. So now what he what is in his bowl is regular science diet food and he is like a snob and doesn't want it. Right. But he liked the first the first chicken No, but then he stopped eating it. He did. Yeah, he stopped eating it. Oh. It's probably because he had a bad so that was why that was why I switched him to the other one because I was like, well, he's not eating the prescription food. I guess I'll try the other stuff and now he's not eating that either. And now he also doesn't trust Dory because she tries to give him pills and he's on to her. He's like, fuck no. <laughs> um, so what's happening there is like, I am having to trick him into eating the food, the, the pills, which is like in a, what do you mean? What am I saying? In a, uh, like cheese, you have to hide it in cheese all the pills and if the cheese is causing his heartburn then quite frankly we're, we're in for a disaster <laughs> aye, aye, aye. and then today dory was putting henry in the car and she slipped on the corner of the driveway and uh hurt herself pretty great she i mean I was like, I was like, what just happened? Like, it was so fast. I was so confused. I grabbed Henry, and then she limped around to the other side of the car. <laughs> and, um, yeah. She's got a sprained ankle, and now she's hobbling. She was on it's... the couch. She was on the couch all day. Yep. Which I respect. Um, and she's only in her office now because a fireman carried her into her office. It's true. Which she said hurt her tummy. Yeah. So I've got to think of new methods to carry my wife. <laughs> <laughs> if it was like a wife carry, sort of like, isn't that like a the Scottish games? Isn't that one of the things like carry your spouse and throw a telephone pole? Oh, I, I feel I'm like not, I'm not familiar. <laughs> And then also they outrun a wheel of cheese going down a hill. I might be conflating many events from different. Wow. Okay. Um, Yeah. So we're all banged up here, except for me for some reason. Over here, I'm the last one to go. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what when Matt's holding things together. That's yeah. It's a disaster waiting to happen because I'm always teetering on the edge of. hospitalization (laughs) (laughs) for many different reasons um oh god all right well that's what's happening with us right now um before we take a break Mm -hmm. let's just remind everyone that they can email us at dory and matt at gmail.com or matt and dory at gmail and they can call us at four four one three four six one baby all very true so please do that um all right we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hey i'm gonna ask you a question how's your sock drawer looking is it scary Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, 
anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okie dokie, we're back everybody. I hope you have had a lovely commercial break <laughs> and are considering supporting some, if not all of our sponsors. Thank you. Yes, please do. <laughs> Um, what's next, honey? Are we we're gonna hear from the people at home. We are going to hear from the people at home. Uh, I should also say we don't know for sure, but we think Henry might be a genius. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do we sound like every first time parent we, you've ever met, or what? <laughs> Look, he can spell the word cash. Because of my Johnny Cash sweatshirt, he now knows how to spell cash, which is pretty wild to me. Feels like it's a lot for, for a two and some change year old. He does also recognize the words barnyard and dance. Yes. He likes to point out <laughs> when it says barnyard and dance. <laughs> and he likes to point out when all the rest of the words on the page don't say barnyard dance. <laughs> he goes, this, this not say barnyard dance. <laughs> this say barnyard dance and then he makes me say mama try it individually mama try yeah. it she, he asks mama to, to like, read it as yeah. though to like confirm that none of the other words say barnyard <laughs> dance yes uh so then we have decided obviously he's a genius so thank you that's our update yep. that's our official yep. henry update okay everyone's gonna um, write it and go like um my child's two and a half and has read anna karenina <laughs> <laughs> Um, last week we heard from, we, well, we've been talking about like weight and pregnancy a lot, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have some more emails and texts about this this week. So this first one is from Anonymous who writes, I had a couple of responses to last week's emails. First, for the person trying to make the leap to the Mediterranean diet, remember that you don't have to eat Mediterranean food. The focus on lean protein, whole grains, fruits and veggies, and healthy fats can be extended into any cuisine. If you'd rather eat Mexican or Asian-inspired food or some other cuisine, you definitely can. That's a good reminder. Um, I also wanted to clarify about donor embryos. They are actually often not tested, even if the genetic mom was over 35. They are actually often not tested, even if the genetic mom was over 35. Some clinics will allow you to test them at your own risk, and expense, but others do not allow genetic testing of donor embryos because any abnormal ones would have to be discarded, and the donors did not consent to their embryos being discarded. So for the reader last week, she might just have been unlucky if it was an untested embryo. I wrote in before asking for advice about donor embryos. I wanted to also give you an update. I'm currently seven weeks pregnant for my second donor embryo transfer. The first one did not thaw well, but the second transfer, after three with our own embryos, 
seems to have finally done the trick. We chose to pursue anonymous donation through our clinic, and the process was more smooth, straightforward, and affordable than any other part of this process, and it moved pretty quickly. While we don't have names or contact information for the donors, we're hoping to connect with genetic siblings through the donor sibling registry as our embryo was created with eggs from a repeat donor. Oh, that's cool. A huge thanks for you both for the work that you do and the community you've created. I had a really scary subchorionic hemorrhage and the pregnancy and children Facebook group really saved my sanity while I waited for my ultrasound. Fortunately, everything was fine. And that this is from anonymous in Denver in 1700 square feet with two adults, two growing boys and one large cat. No hot dogs eaten yet in 2022, but I'm due for a Costco run. <laughs> Let us know how that Costco run goes. Yeah. Um, um, this is an interesting, this is an interesting note about donor embryos. I was not aware of this. It's funny how we can do this podcast for ever and still not know half of anything. I know. We learn along with you, the, the audience. <laughs> Thank you. Uh um well thank you anonymous for writing in and congratulations on your pregnancy all right this next note is from nasim what up nasim hey nasim thanks for all your disney help um she's not writing about disney though she's writing in response to the caller asking if she should postpone ivf due to wait my answer is a strong no I don't know her full health or why she's opting for weight loss surgery other than being overweight. I feel like there's been several calls on weight slash health recently, and each time I've wanted to write in and haven't. I do not want to downplay the caller's possible need for surgery or need for weight loss as, again, I don't know the details, and I'm certainly not a doctor. I do want to emphasize overweight does not equal unhealthy. I've spent a lot of my life, including childhood, quote, overweight. I dropped 90 pounds over several years of my teens, and I think looking back, I was probably my most unhealthy at a size six. Eventually, over the years, that weight came back, as it often does, and I'm now pushing my heaviest I've ever been. I will likely always struggle with the stigma around weight, health, infertility, and now pregnancy. Body image, what healthy is, and weight are very sensitive topics, and I am by no means a shining example of body positivity. While there's nothing wrong with opting to lose weight and never anything wrong with striving to be healthier, I just cannot emphasize enough that health is not purely weight-based. I also hate the idea that you should pause your life to lose weight, including growing your family. I struggled with this before starting IVF because I'd read so much about BMI and IVF, and I'm so glad I didn't waste any more time. It ultimately took us nearly five years of trying to conceive and two years at our clinic to get pregnant, and we are fortunate that IVF was really what we needed, and despite a canceled retrieval and then only five eggs retrieved at age 33, low AMH as well, we had two perfect embryos, and I'm now 10 weeks pregnant from my fresh transfer. I know not everyone's fertility journey is the same, and for some, maybe weight loss is helpful. Maybe it's the right thing for you, but I say don't waste the time, especially if your doctor is encouraging you not to. Good luck with whatever you decide. All the best, Nassim. Thank you, Nassim. Congrats on your 10-weeker. Yeah, congrats. Um, yeah, it seems to be like, I mean, I would say this topic has been our number one topic for the last two months. Yeah. Yeah. People do keep. Uh, but that just tells me that we're all packing it out on the holidays, guys. And, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's what spring's for. Uh, Put it behind us. Matt. Pack it out if we want. Unpack it if Matt. we'd like. Whatever. <laughs> uh, you do you. Nassim. You do you. Um, Matt, do you want to read this next text? I would love to, Dory Shafrir, the lady. Assuming I can find it, because I've obviously been following along uh, verbatim all of the words. <laughs> uh, hi, Shafrir is writing in regarding weight loss surgery and pregnancy. Here we go again. I'm someone who has struggled with my weight my whole life and was usually considered morbidly obese uh, for my five foot body. Uh, five foot eight and ditto. What am I now? Five. What am I? Five nine? Five ten? My license is five ten. I believe it because I was standing at a thingamajiggy that measured height. So, whatever. 
I did all the diets and programs, but still always ended up back at the starting point. I got pregnant in 2015, had a stillbirth at 19 weeks and never found out why. Family member then offered to pay for some weight loss surgery. I had the sleeve, parenthetical. In July 2017, I got pregnant. In July 2018, I delivered a healthy baby. October, at 38 years old. Not here to comment on diet culture, but to say that what wait time is suggested to be 12 to 18 months to help the body recover. I had no physical issues, but mentally did uh, do struggle with grazing because I had to constantly eat when I was pregnant. There are several bariatric support groups for women and specifically related to weight loss surgery and pregnancy on Facebook that can help offer insight on weight loss surgery and pregnancy and so much anecdotal information such as mine that can help guide you. Can't remember the square footage, Arlington, Texas, self, husband, uh, husband's originally from Sharon, Mass, three-year-old, dog, cat, no hot dogs in 2022, very funny, it's only 10 days old, last hot dog was in 2021, it was a delicious Costco hot dog, thanks for the Super Wings recommendation, I'm sorry, my son is obsessed with them and Jimbo, and excitedly received the planes and airport for Christmas. We have the airport. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Arlington, Texas. Uh, I guess that's true because when you have the band, you know, you can't put as much in your stomach. So if you're eating for two, you probably got to constantly be refilling that tiny stomach. Yeah. Huh. It is interesting to hear all these perspectives. I mean, it's also interesting to hear how many people haven't haven't had hot dogs yet this year. That's true. Have you had a hot dog yet this year? No, I have not, Dory. Thank you for asking. Well, you know, I'm just curious. <laughs> um, okay, this is from Melanie, who writes, Hi, Matt and Dory. I have a friend who had a very traumatic birth. It was a late-term termination due to a medical reason, and she ended up severely hemorrhaging and had to have a lot of medical interventions and a stay in the hospital. This traumatic experience has left her with great fears about being pregnant and giving birth again. She's especially afraid that she will hemorrhage during birth again and lose her life. She's been reassured by doctors that she's not necessarily at a much bigger risk of hemorrhage after having been through this before, and she would be very closely monitored. She's about to do another embryo transfer and is looking for encouraging stories of other people who have hemorrhaged in childbirth and have gone on to have other births without hemorrhaging. I wondered if you could send out a signal and see if any eggheads would have hopeful stories for my friend. And this is from Melanie, who is in 2,724 square feet in the Philly suburbs. I love a very specific square footage. <laughs> um, can't remember the last time I had a hot dog. Um, well, Melanie, I'm terribly sorry that your friend had such a horrible ugh, experience um and yeah the the signal has gone out encouraging stories from people yeah positive hemorrhaging stories post hemorrhaging post yeah the subsequent you know stories subsequent stories sub yeah <laughs> if you hemorrhaged and then you had a positive experience let us know what it was. Um, all right. We are going to switch gears with a voicemail here. All right. Hi, Matt and Dory. Um, this is Emily. And this question is probably more for Dory, though, of course, Matt, feel free to chime in. Um, so I also listen to Forever 35 and recently started doing like a small skincare routine. Um, I have a toddler who we conceived um, a few years ago through like a medicated cycle. And we're thinking of trying for, or we're planning to try for another kid um, around the midpoint of this year. But now that I have a skincare routine, I know that a lot, like a lot of times with pregnancy, there are certain skincare things that you're not really allowed to do as much. Um, last time when we conceived our toddler, it took about two years with, um, like medication and just a bunch of bullshit. But, um, kind of knowing how long it took last time, I'm wondering, like, what, when should I stop 
taking like skincare stuff that can interfere with pregnancy? Like, is it something that you have to kind of step in advance or do you wait till if I'm actually get pregnant? Um, and Dory, did you, what, when you were, um, going through the process with Henry, like what was your skincare routine like? Um, do you have favorite products that you used then? Um, or like, are there specific things that you were, you would avoid? Um, and just kind of, I guess that my anxiety is probably honestly about the whole process and how long it might take. Um, and then probably placing some of that on the skincare, to be honest. And then the second thing is, um, so I ultimately got pregnant with my daughter using Samara, um, like or Letrozole for a few months. And I had a lot of, um, or not a lot, but some negative side effects like hot flashes. But the biggest one was, um, kind of depression that like ramped up and honestly was like the worst depression I've had in my life at the end. I would have stopped um, this, uh, uh, the medication, but I, I then actually got pregnant with my daughter, so I didn't have to stop it or I stopped it because I got pregnant, whatever. It was kind of rambly. But, um, but anyways, kind of knowing that those side effects um, might be a thing, I don't know if depression will be as bad because I'm anticipating it, but I guess how do I kind of proactively deal with that? Like obviously I'm going to tell my doctor but are there are things that people have done like to deal with the hot flash, hot flashes slash depression if anybody has had that um, that are helpful? Um, like if needed, I can go on medication and stuff, of course. But I guess what do you do when you kind of know that something might be shitty and sucky, but probably a necessary part of um, the, the conception process um, and kind of knowing and anticipating like what do you do? And also, Dory, what was your experience like taking CoQ10 supplements? Because um, I'm kind of. She got cut off, so here's her next uh, voicemail. Ha, I got cut off. I knew I should have done like a bulleted point what I want to talk about beforehand, but I didn't. Oh, well. But anyways, Dory, um, when you, I remember hearing you talk about taking CoQ10 because that's how you ended up taking it for your skin. Um, when you took the supplement for like to hopefully get pregnant, how was, like, what was your experience with that? Do you have any recommendations? as far as that goes. Um, okay, I think that's everything. Um, this is Emily from Virginia. We live in about 1,700 square feet with a toddler and two dogs, one 90 pounds, one 50 pounds. Um, I don't think I've had any hot dogs in the past 365 days, although I am intrigued by Matt adding Costco dogs mm-hmm. um, to, to the ones that meet the requirements, so I might have to look into that. And as a side note, um, a few years ago, I got a hot dog at a ballpark and it was so, so delicious. And I was telling my husband, like, I don't know what they do. This mustard is so good. I need to get some of the special ballpark mustard. It was honey mustard. That is apparently why I really oh. like it. But anyways, hope you guys are doing well. My love to all of you and your sweet dog and child. Bye. Um, honey mustard. Never thought about trying that on a, on a, what do you call it? Hot dog. Why did I forget what the hell a hot dog was called? <laughs> I guess it's like um, it's like putting sweet relish on a dog, you know? Yeah. Like in, yeah. in regards to like, can we do this, guys? Can we add sweetness to a hot dog? It's been done. <laughs> Don't worry. Um. All right. I'm going to answer your questions in, in reverse order first coq10 the coq10 was a supplement that i took before my egg retrieval um supposedly it has a good effect on eggs i don't think it has anything to do with getting pregnant or staying pregnant so i don't think it can hurt but i don't think it is like a thing that you need to do. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the depression hot flashes issue. I mean, it does seem to me a little bit like you are kind of anxious about this whole process overall and you're kind of picking out certain things to sort of be like pre-anxious about, if that makes sense. Um, And I guess I would say like, to the extent that you can prepare for it, but also try to take it day by day. Like 
don't get so anxious about the possibility of getting depressed that like your anxiety about getting depressed overcomes. Do you know what I mean? Like overcomes the actual depression. Matt, am I? Yeah, no, the anxiety of being depressed. I mean, although I, I don't know when you're depressed, you can't really have forethought about potentially being depressed. No, of course. And I don't think she's depressed now. I'm just saying like, I don't, I, I would feel bad if she got so fixated on the possibility of being depressed that that sort of like, a, you know, uh, overtook all her thoughts. Right. Um, I would, you know, I would talk to your doctor about it and say like, what, what can I, what can I do? This happened last time. Um, see if they have any recommendations. And I'd be curious to hear from listeners if they have any suggestions as well. Okay. Final topic, pregnancy safe skincare. Um, I did check out this. There's a million like pregnancy safe skincare guides and articles on the internet. Um, there was one that I was looking at from Harper's Bazaar just to confirm uh, what I was going to tell you. Um, for me, the big thing was retinol. That's like the one that everyone is like, do not do not use retinol um, when you are pregnant. And then also people say not to use um, salicylic acid um, and... Also, like you don't want to use um, Rogaine while you're pregnant or anything like that. But it, I mean, you, your hair also gets like thicker and more luxurious during pregnancy, so you probably won't have to worry about that. Is that true? Um, I thought it was the other sal- way. What? I thought it went the other way. I thought your hair started to fall no, out. No, post po- postpartum, uh. you lose your hair, but during pregnancy, your hair doesn't fall out as much as it does in mm-hmm. normal times. So you like have more of it. And then when you stop being pregnant, your hormones are like, oh, wait, we have to make up for all the hair that we didn't lose while you were pregnant. So like all your hair falls out. Let's all think back to the normal times. <laughs> um, so yeah, retinol, salicylic acid, those are the big ones to avoid. You know, as, as discussed on Forever 35 many, many times, I do love that CoQ10 serum from the, com- the company is called Timeless. Um, Tatcha also makes some really nice pregnancy, pregnancy safe skincare stuff. Um, but yeah, you just want to look for those ingredients and otherwise you're kind of good to go. Um, all right, we are going to take a short break, another short break, and we will be Be right right back. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., All right, we are back. Um, Matt, do you want to read this email from Karina? Sure. And it's Karina, by the way, which we which which she gets to later in the email, even though it looks like Karina. Um. Hey, what the hell did I just do with the window? Hello. Hello. Oh, I found it. Hmm. Uh, <sighs> let's see. Here we go. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bokes. Karina in Japan. It was a long email you read last episode. So happy the whole thing. Even You read the whole thing, even though it was actually longer than I thought it was. <laughs> uh, I was thrilled when Dory gave it 10 out of 10 Andes. That's very funny. It's not the wrong podcast. It's always the right podcast with me. Um, do the, uh, I guess you don't hear, or do you hear what, do you hear you from, like, when you talk, do you hear yourself through my, 
No, because you're just hearing this microphone, correct? Yeah, I mean, I hear myself from my microphone. Talk again. Hello, hello, hello. No, you hear you hear yourself through my microphone too. Okay. Which is like gonna be a problem when we try to slap these things together. What a great problem I've created for myself here. I think it'll be okay. I don't think it will be. Okay. Uh, all right. Anyway. Actually, you know, it'll be fine. We could just play it through. I have to see what I recorded. If it's a problem. Guys, I'm talking about stuff that is not really of any concern. Unless you're all terrible. At, uh, unless not terrible, but unless you're all terribly concerned with podcast production. It's not exciting. It's the first time using this app. Okay, anyway. Your comments about my saying that listening to your podcast made me a better person reminded me that I should leave an Apple review. So I went and did that. My name is actually pronounced with a long E. So I totally understand how it looks like an I, uh, especially because of the two ends. I was blown away that Kate and Andy actually knew each other. But come to think of it, I do remember them both talking about having done improv. I guess that experience is part of what makes them fun to listen to. Hard to say, guys. Hard to say what makes Kate and Andy listenable. Does anything? I don't know. I was also thrilled to hear that you, Dory, want to take voice acting lessons. I think your normal talking voice sounds so young. (laughs) In a fantastic way. You play a teenage character for years on a show. I guess Matt was right, and that agencies probably look for range. You need to develop all kinds of voices. uh, If your normal voice is super cool, let us know if you give it a shot. I mean, I say that, but like people like Will Arnett just use their reg- their normal voice and, and get thousands of voiceover gigs. Matt Berry, another person who gets a ton of voiceover work, mm. but he's got like the best voice ever. So, all right. Thanks for your advice about getting my attention span back. It's just uh, so much about FOMO with not looking at Facebook. I did delete the app from my phone, but then just using a browser to look at it. I think I'd be happier, slightly less well-informed, but happier without it. You'd be just as informed. It's fine. And stopping using is probably key to building up an attention span again. Yes, Japan has Costco. It is surreal how once you step into the building, it's like you've stepped into a Costco back in the United States. Products are all the same, including the food at the food court area. The only thing different is the labels on the shelves being in Japanese and the prices in yen. If you end up reading this email, one more question. How's Bo been doing? Well, we covered that at the top. And since I listened to your order, since I listened to an order recently, I heard about the times when you were really working on training him, including muzzle training. Has he mellowed out since becoming a big brother? All the best, Karina. Uh, no. Well, we, we, he's, he's, he's set up for more success than he used yes, to be. Yes, that is a good way to put it. Um, so, like in the instances where someone walks by the house or the gate opens, he's a raving lunatic of a dog. But um, he's in a very structured uh, living situation and as a result is mellow. And, well, one thing that we didn't mention when we were talking about taking him to the emergency room is we gave him trazodone before we took him. Right. Which mellowed him out. Quite a bit. So we we have a trazodone prescription for him. It's not something we use every day, but we use it before stressful events, and it really does help. Um, yes. So that's been a, like a good tool to have in our arsenal because it means like we could introduce him to our new nanny more easily, and it meant we could take him to a vet. And like, you know, it just... It, kind of just like makes things a little bit easier having having that available to us yeah and like knowing when and how to use it there you go so um but thank you karina for this note all right on the voice acting 
front. Shafrira family. Good morning. <laughs> Pause the pod with interest in uh, your discussion about voice acting. Dory, yes, you should pursue this. You would be so good. Your dulcet tones are perfect. I had a brief foray into this area in the 90s in San Francisco, um, working in a totally different industry, but uh, was encouraged to try a class, a voice acting class. I did it over a weekend. It was kind of expensive, and we didn't make an actual reel, but we got lots of tips. And I left that class thinking, yes, I can totally do this. I had been a college radio, community radio DJ for many years and really was stoked on the off opportunity, but never really moved forward. I think I had to spend a bunch of money to make a reel, didn't have the money at the time, so I just kind of um, didn't pursue. However, I always kind of wished I did. I think voice acting could be really cool. Love you guys. Uh, I wonder what she means by like getting into it in the 90s in San Francisco and also like in a different industry yes like was she does just she mean like, does she mean like she was like mind the gap maybe she <laughs> was like that I mean I was thinking phone sex fire the nuclear weapons <laughs> uh um Thank you, Katie, for your voicemail. Always appreciated. I am going to look into voice acting just as soon as your I'm ankle able to heals walk again. I mean, what? you might never be able to walk again. Oh, without limping. What? It's a look. I just don't feel like. I don't think you broke it, but I think you permanently sprained it. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor Matt. You're welcome. Up periscope. Why did you play that sound? Down periscope. Hi, Stephen. This is Clem Fandango. What, the work experience, boy? Yeah, can you hear me, Stephen? Yeah, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. Where's that other prick? Danny, he's DJing at a music festival this weekend. Yeah, just to be clear, so these will be heard on okay. every submarine in the Royal Navy. Yeah, <laughs> I see. Yes. You were playing uh, voice Thank acting. You. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, all right. This is from Sarah. Hello. I was impressed with how sanguine and chill you both were when Matt suddenly got called back to work and through his crazy directing hours. Kudos on so many short days. My husband is a cinematographer who has been traveling a lot these past few years, early pandemic aside. And we are struggling to figure out a rhythm that will make our lives run better and help me not burn out, particularly since our second child was born last winter. Do you or your listeners have any tips for living and parenting with someone whose schedule is so insanely variable? Some weeks he's here all the time, others he's working 12-hour days, and others he's out of town. So it's all over the map and the schedules are constantly changing. Like you, we live in LA, far from family help. My job is a more traditional office gig and luckily flexible when needed. Both kids are in full-time daycare and preschool. I do think getting more help will help. Tricky in the pandemic and tricky right now to hire someone part-time or temporarily. But I'm also curious how you guys balance these things both in your heads and in practice. Side note, I feel like there's been a lot of shade thrown at LA on the pod of late. And I want listeners to know that it's 72 degrees and sunny today. And this town can be a great place to live, especially when you're avoiding other humans in COVID quarantine 2022. <laughs> and this is from Sarah in 1800 square feet in Northeast LA with two kids and two German shepherd mixes. We got a pandemic puppy when it seemed like my husband would never work again. Sigh. A handful of hot dogs this past calendar year, though none yet in 2022. They're my four-year-old's second favorite food. Oh, boy. Um, that's exciting, first of all. The idea of uh, getting a pandemic puppy. We should have done it. Bo would be we such have. a good Bo would be such a good big brother to a dog, I think. Not so much to uh. a like a human. <laughs> think about it. If we had a young pup around to keep Bo active. I mean, I don't know. All right. But like 
that would also be another dog that we have to take care of. That's it's not true. Bo taking care of the dog. Well, we had that like two and a half hours in the middle of the day on Tuesday where we weren't at a doctor. So we could have taken that dog to the doctor. On That's Tuesday. true. Yeah. That's true. Could Good point. Squeeze it Good right point. in there. Great point. Um, okay. So variable schedules and you. Uh, welcome to the learning annex. How do you deal with a variable schedule? I don't know. Dory? (laughs) The only way that we have found to deal with it is by throwing money at the problem. Um, And it is quite expensive. I mean, like, you know, I think what you probably need to do is hire help who can come, like, who can pick, I don't know, pick your kids up from school and be with you through like bedtime helping you out. See, um, what, yeah, and the only thing you can do really is to get this person even when you don't need them. That's, that's what I was about to say. You have, you, you just, you have to have them, you have to hire them just permanently. Um, because there's, first of all, it's hard to find, a nanny and or babysitter and someone who like works well with your family. Um, and when you find someone good, like you want to, you want them to be there for you. Um, and in order to do that, I think they, they also want to feel like no one wants to, no one wants to be on call at the last minute. Right. right. Like, and they want some job stability also. So I think, unfortunately, you're going to have to, if you want this help, you're going to have to pay them even when your husband is not working. Now, maybe when your husband is not working, maybe they, and this would obviously be something to discuss with them beforehand, but maybe they take on some other sort of like part of household management that could help you out that isn't maybe necessarily taking care of the kids because the two of you will be there. Um, But uh, this to me feels like the only solution if you have the means to do it. Yeah, I mean Yeah, it's it's cuz then if you especially if your kids don't nap, there's no way to get anything done. Yeah. That's it sucks. It sucks. I mean, just like the whole idea of like childcare in the United States just blows so hard. Mhm. It's like such a catch-22. Yeah. You got to work to pay for it. And when you're working, you need it. And it's just like never, it's a never-ending cycle. Yep. All right. That's it. <sighs> That's all I have to say um, about that. Okay. This is from... Anonymous. Mm-hmm. On a recent episode, Matt mentioned that Henry knows his letters. I was just wondering, does that mean he knows how to sing the alphabet song or does he know them by sight? I don't know much about toddler development and I'm trying to get a handle on what happens when, with of course the caveat that all children are different and learning takes place at its own pace. Thanks. Um, Henry recognizes all letters. <laughs> he recognizes all letters on sight. He will point to them and discuss them. Right now, he's very fascinated by V and Y. Y has the thingy. V does not. I didn't, I, he was calling V's Y's, and I explained to him, because we have the I love you book, so he was spelling out I, L, O, and they're saying Y, E, Y, O, U, and I said, oh, you know, the, the V and the Y look really similar, but the Y has that extra line that the V doesn't have, and so now he's like very fixated on the difference between V and Y, and then he said, but both both open. I think he meant like both, yeah, they you have, know, the they, V yeah. <laughs> looks open. Um, and now he's also, because we have Chicka Chicka Boom Boom and the last page of it is all the letters, but big letters and small letters. Mm-hmm. So now he's kind of getting the idea that there are big letters and small letters. Yes. And you, like you can kind of see the gears turning on that too. Um but yeah, it's interesting. It's like a I think it's a it's a good example of like if you do read to your kids a lot, 
like I think a lot of them will pick stuff up. Like we never we didn't like drill him on his letters. No. We never did like work. And I don't really know letter. that he ever really sang the ABC. Well, he did a little bit. A little bit. He never really got it fully. <laughs> like yeah. he never really sang the whole thing. Yeah. Um but a lot of it's from, you know, we read to him every single day, but also, I think, you know, Rachel helps a lot. Yeah, Rachel that. helps. You know, the YouTube video that serves as our third parent. Yeah, seriously. Um, okay, this is from Mary. Hello, Shafira family. I'm currently planning a Disney World trip for February vacation week with our two and a half and four and a half year olds. We are getting close to the deadline for cancellation, and we're starting to wonder if it's a good idea given the state of the things. My husband and I are both vaccinated, and obviously the children can't get the vaccine yet. Our oldest will be five in March, and we'll get it for her right away. My husband thinks we should cancel our trip. I really, I still really want to go, knowing that we are going to a place that's mostly outdoors and will be cautious if we are indoors. Since you were there with Henry recently, I was wondering if you could tell me how you felt about their safety precautions. Was the park still super crowded? Did you feel like you could safely distance? Were people generally wearing masks? I'd love your input. Thanks. Mary, in 1,500 square feet. In Framingham, Massachusetts, with two kids, a husband, and three dogs, and soon an extra 500 square feet to house my mother, who moves in this month. And she has a PS and says, I've been listening to the Tuesday Mooney, Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts audiobook. Thanks for the recommendation. I'm enjoying it. Although every time the reader pr- mispronounces Haverhill, I cringe. Oh, uh, no. Do they say Haverhill? <laughs> Ugh. Stupid. Look, I get it. That's the kind of shit that, like, but I'm sure the author was like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, I mean, that's like in my book when they said Jif. Yep. Which is correct pronunciation, but not colloquial. Exactly. So. Um, And, well, whatever. I don't want to get into my audiobook. It's a sore subject. Um, You know, it's tough because... Yes, we were only there a month and a half ago, but things have changed substantially since we were there. Like we we did not go during a surge of a very uh, I disagree. Variant. I disagree. I disagree. Omicron think... was not a thing yet. Yes, it was. It had just it had just yes, come it out had in just South come Africa. out. But also, Florida was going through a surge because Florida is always going through a surge because no one takes it seriously. Okay, but it wasn't as bad as it is now. It relative, honestly, relative. You can't even get a handle on it because Florida doesn't report their fucking numbers. Okay, but it wasn't as bad as it is now. Anyway, what I'm saying is, it was still. I didn't. I didn't particularly want to go at that time, but we went and it was fine. (laughs) I mean that, but that was our experience. I can't say that your experience will be that. But how good are your kids at wearing masks? If they're good at it, then I'd say you have less to worry about. If they're not good at it, then, you know, I don't know. I'd be cautious. Yeah. Would I cancel the trip? I don't know. I don't know either. Would I cancel the trip? Like, really thinking about it. No. I wouldn't. I'd go. Well, there you go, everyone. Because I was just, like, thinking, like, if I was, if we had a trip booked for tomorrow, we'd still, I'd go. You know what I mean? Fair. Like, think about it. Wouldn't you? If we happened to have a trip that was booked for tomorrow? (sighs) I don't know. That's a tough question. I want us. I don't know. I don't. I honestly do not know. I don't know. Hmm. We're in the same vaccine boat as you and your husband were vaccinated. The kids obviously can't be at this that stage. So, yeah, I don't know. Henry has gotten a lot better about wearing masks, but yeah. I don't know. Also, February vacation week is going to be really crowded. Thanksgiving was really crowded. They're not limiting capacity in any meaningful way. So just something to be aware of. Um, all right. We are going to end with this email from Chris who says, Dear Matt and Doreen, I'm going to assume that was an autocorrect. I hope it was. You've said, 
that the podcast will help Henry know that he was wanted. What do you think he will think about all your other podcasts? I mean, I think it'll be a moment of discovery for him. I I don't know if I, if I, I also like, I don't know if I'd ever listen if he'd ever listened to it. Do you know what I mean? I had the same. Yeah. Like if I yeah. found out suddenly there's thousands of hours of my dad talking on a podcast, I check out a couple and if the material didn't really grab me, I'd be like, all right. Mm-hmm. So that's my thought. Yeah, I I can't imagine that he'll want to listen to all of Forever 35. But I guess stranger things have happened. Yeah, but now. Yeah, but it's cool that he has the option. Totally. Um, all right. Well, this brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for bearing with me and my busted ankle we appreciate you and whatever weird um, audio you're hearing thank you <laughs> uh and a special thanks to our patreon supporters who get up to two bonus episodes per month and support us and the podcast um at patreon.com slash excellent adventure you also get your name read as a token of thanks so thank you to the following what was that, that? sorry that was my that was my Bluetooth speaker oh, it turning like itself your tummy. off. Sound like my what? Your tummy. No, it was not my tummy. Um, thank you to the following Patreon supporters. Abba N. Alec, Alec, Meredith Fletcher, and Florence Babel. Alex Bell. Uh, Alex Liu. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. Angie James. Anne Flucker. Anne Kay. Anna Ratliff. Uh, Anon and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten anonymous. April Holwerda. Uh Ariana Perry. Ashley Sisoli. Aurora and Zelda. Ainsley. Becca Foster. Bethany Whipperman. Uh, Bianca Loria. Brianne Hudson. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Caroline Land. Carolyn N. Kathy Hill. Cheryl Quick. Chinami Worth. Christina. Claire Dealey. Crescent Martin. Cryptomat. Cynthia Meisner. Danielle Nusiforo. Don. Deanna McLean. Diana Robinson. Diane M. Martin. And Dr. Beverly Crusher. Thank you all so very much for listening and dealing with or whatever weird audio it is you're hearing or not hearing. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, it beeped. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>